0: hey everyone welcome to the superview show's career retrospectives with my good man kyle hey and today we are joined again by our dear friend and our super extraordinary music extraordinary himself mike is back once again how you doing mike
1: hey what's going on
0: yeah glad to hear you and uh as the title of this video and as this podcast suggests we are talking today and oh boy we're going to discuss def leopards new album Diamond Star Halos. Ooh. Who wants to go first and share their opinion first? <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that, uh, you know, I, I was kind of looking forward to hearing what Def Leppard in 2022 sounded like. I mean, it hasn't been too long since they put something out, I guess. But really took me by surprise with what they did here. I was not expecting it. And uh, not in a good way. I'll just start off by saying that I think that lyrically it really falls short uh, quite a bit. I mean, that's not that's saying something because you don't really go to Def Leppard for great lyrics at Mm -hmm. all. But usually, at least the catchiness of the songs and you know the overall instrumentation makes up, and just the fun atmosphere of the songs usually makes up for that. Uh, It has in the past throughout their career. I really can't say the same for a majority of this album. And it's kind of shocking to me that this appears to be pretty well received by the overall fan base, at least online from what I've seen. So yeah, I'll just start it off with that. I mean, it's a very, you know, repetitive album, which we'll get into, but that's for me, it was quite a bit of a letdown.
1: Mike. Yeah. I mean, um, cool art, by the way. I mean, that, that, that cover really sets you up for, you know, almost gives me like the Illuminati feel. Like it almost <laughs> feels like <laughs> and I don't want to start any controversy, like hashtag, you know, uh, you know, Def leppard uh, End of the World. But yeah, like I, I definitely felt like I was set up for some kind of journey. And a, in a lot of ways, I think that's what they were going for with this album was a journey. Like, like in a lot of ways, like it's got it's got some kind of atmospheric, and that's, I think that's my biggest problem with the album is it's a, it's a high atmosphere, less main, big riffs, and kind of very, kind of like guitar-driven tracks. There's a lot of things going on in the background, a lot of like, you're in space, there's one album, one song about how, you know, like, um forget which one it is, I have to look at the track, if you have the track listing. Yeah, um, we'll get that in um, a little bit, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you know, we're floating out in space. You know, you have this kind of feeling of, like, um, there's, like, a lot of, like, group kind of singing, lots of, like, atmospheric feel to it. But it lacks that big punch-you-in-the-face riff that sticks in your head. Although the first song starts off in the way I would hope the album would continue. But after that, you kind of see what they're going for. is much more atmospheric, much more... Um, uh, uh, you know, that kind of a flavor versus like, you know, here's your riff that's going to get caught in your head and we're going to um, build on that. You know what I mean? So um, it's an interesting approach, but definitely.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with almost every word of that. It's definitely atmospheric. Uh, I don't think it uses that to its advantage at all, though. I think that oddly enough, you mentioned the guitar, though. I think that the guitar is actually one of the few positive things it took away from this album. I thought the guitar work was actually. Pretty decent on most of the songs. Not so much the atmospheric songs though.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I'll admit I was a little late to the party as far as streaming this album goes. I mean, I I had heard, oh, this new Def Leopard record coming out. I'm very curious to see what they do. I mean, the last album was in 2015 as well. So, and um, I mean, I was my first, and I love Def Leppard too. I mean, hysteria, Pyromania, Euphoria, High and Dry, um, on through the night even, you know, even Adrenalized in the early 90s. But like going into this, going into this record, I was like, all right, I got a good feeling about what I'm going to get with Def Leppard. I'm going to get a good, I mean, I and I, at least I thought, I was like, I'm going to get a good record. I'm going to get something really, you know, riff-centric, entertained. I felt like the, the lyrics were like, more like typical Def Leppard, but like, this um the word i used initially was like this is just a weird weird record truthfully i mean the and the the two songs that were featuring how do you say her name allison cross whatever her name is
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. i don't understand that and i said something and i i did an initial like car review I, I after i streamed it while i was driving one day i was listening and i and i did a quick like two minute video it's up on our channel check it out but i was like this is like just odd and like a lot of the string arrangements in some of the songs like were like reminded me of two steps behind but it was not two steps behind good it was just a lot of weird direction a lot of lack of focus truthfully i mean don't, my mic was right though the album cover looks great <laughs> look like some illuminati yeah. craps going on but mm. i mean but like it's just it is not a def leopard record at all in my opinion i mean i just i'm like I was like, I mean, you, uh, this is, starts off like strong in my opinion, but like the, 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 for the, for opening riff, you're like, okay, this is what we're going to get with like, what's the, we'll, we'll get to the track list in a second, but like the first couple, tr- the first two tracks, like, all right, I can get into this somewhat. Then the rest of the album just fell flat. I was like, there's string arrangements, There's some piano pieces. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, where, where's my Boresome Sugar Meat chorus? Where's my, you know, Pyromania riff? Like what's going on? I, I was really questioning a lot of stuff, truthfully. but, it was I, I shouldn't even say it, but I take that back. It's just a very weird, bad record. <laughs> there's no there's no butts around it. Like it's just very weird and bad. Let's yeah. just, let's jump over to the yeah, what else you guys got for me? i would say
1: what's strange about it is it kind of like calls to a country rock album in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Like um, especially mm-hmm. in those first couple of tracks, like the ones that were featured on like those music videos, it feels like like I almost feel like they're gonna say And give me a hell yeah and like uh howdy do you know like i don't know like something like it feels like um this with the song with like it's got like the real simple kind of like kick drum like you know boom boom pop boom boom pop kind of like we're gonna get everyone clapping on this and it feels like country like a country rock album at times and then it goes into that journey thing i told you where it's like we're in space and like um we're trying you know like uh we're heading to another universe or whatever and then it goes into like a song that feels like very um like what i would expect but then it almost feels like four people made this album and couldn't decide what they wanted it to be it was like yes. no i want it to be like this no i want it to be like this and then just you know <laughs> like they threw it together phoned it in did it in different studios maybe the pandemic had an effect on it i don't know and somewhere in that blender of like ideas and uh personalities in the room they were able to come away with some kind of like pieced together idea of what directions they're all going in
2: musically as a new album i would have to say yeah i mean you talk about the the country style and the song this guitar sounds literally it's like something you'd hear on modern country radio. It sounds like a pop country song. There's really like no rock in there. It's just for what it's worth. It's not a bad song. I also wouldn't call it a good song. It's just boring. And I mean, the lyrics on it too, are just the basic like um, music saved my life type style. And it's just, it, it literally, I, I hear the country radio <laughs> almost every day at work. If this came on rotation, one, I wouldn't question it. And two, I'd never in a million years be like, oh, that's the new Def Leppard song. <laughs> it's just a weird choice. And like JT said, the two songs this guitar is the first one. And then uh, what's it? I think Lifeless was the second one with, uh, with Alison Krauss or I think that's her name.
0: Yeah, we're gonna jump over to the track. <gasps>
2: not a great feature i thought it was kind of weird they're on she's on two songs i don't think it really hit either way and yeah mike you're right there are like times randomly throughout the track list that a song will start hinting at yep here's here's the classic Def leopard sound Mm -hmm. but then we're going to throw it right off again by putting in another ballad way too many ballads on this album too but also i want to point this out I don't think there's a single song on this album, maybe there's one, maybe I'm wrong, that the chorus isn't just the song title repeated over and over with one other line thrown in. Mm -hmm. It's nearly every single song on here.
1: Yeah, and that feels a very, like, they kind of um, didn't spend a ton of time trying to kind of, like, be clever with it, or, um, you know, I feel like it, it was definitely... You know, and I've talked about this before, um, a band at their stage doesn't really have much to prove. Um, You know, if they're out here trying to make a name for themselves at this point, there's been a serious uh, um, downfall in the band's kind of progress and they're, you know, on a recovery or whatever. But at at this point, it feels very like, yeah, man, what's the name of the song? Cool. All right. Let's repeat that. And yeah, we'll do the chorus and we'll kind of just. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Let's cut print let's get this thing going because we got a tour to do and you know (laughs) yeah i
2: mean that's that's exactly what it feels like i mean when i was listening to it again today just the repetitive nature of this album just really made it it felt like forever getting through this thing again it every song if you just read the title of these tracks you have essentially heard the song itself
0: that's so essentially the whole chorus it's it's definitely something that and you're right that the courses are just completely repetitive they're nothing but like just the title over and over uh, the title of the song over and over again and do you remember when they were first promoting this on their social media pages do you remember like i, I don't know if, Kyle, if you saw this or not but like on instagram they were like they're promoting it, like the font sizes were different like one capital letter one lower ca- do you remember this oh
2: were they doing that
0: they, they, they just, like, like i've seen a bunch lettering. of bands do that yeah and, like, but if you're Def Leppard. You don't need to do trippy lettering. You're one of yeah. the biggest, if not one of the biggest surviving 80s hair metal acts out there. You know, and like, you're gonna do like trippy lettering and <clears throat> the, don't, the album cover does look cool though. You have to admit that. Like, the, 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 uh, Mike, you're bang on correct with that. Like, <laughs> to, the eye in the middle, like the Illuminati is coming out. What? But, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I agree, it's just, it's so rough. The first time I seen it, I was like, what the hell were they thinking? It was just, it's a lot of weird decisions, a lot of very bad choices. And the producer, I'm not in front of, definitely ever produced it themselves with a guy named Ronan McHugh, it says here, right here. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird. let us But that's not just our initial thoughts. Let's go down to the track listing for each track. And this album is an hour and one minute long. So let's get to that too. Wait. So I'm just going to read them off and then we'll go one, one by one, okay? <laughs> Take what you want, kick, fire it up, this guitar featuring Allison Cross. I'm going say, to say your name. Uh, SOS Emergency, Liquid Dust, You Rock Me, R-O-K-M-I, the trippy lettering. It's throwing me off. Good Goodbye for good this time. All we need, open your eyes, give me a kiss. I think it's featuring Allison again. Angels Can't Help You Now, Lifeless featuring Allison again unbreakable and from here to eternity who wants to go first and talk about the album and the track listing
1: well i mean i'll just come i'll kick it in here and fire it up <laughs> guys. Oh, oh, oh he's got jokes um you know well if i really open my eyes about this album I mean, no okay i'm gonna i'm done all right i'm done i'm not gonna use this whole album as like phrases but um
0: it's going to
1: go from the <laughs> eye for the next hour. Yeah. If I, you know, if I have an unbreakable opinion about now. No, okay, no. Um, But, you know, like, I, it really, it's interesting. There's like almost groups of like types of songs that they have coming in, you know, like the kick and fire it up, where like the ones I was telling you about, they're the fun, like, let's have fun, everybody. Like, they're just a real simple, simple song. It, it didn't feel they were taking a lot of risks here. Like I said before, they have nothing to prove. They're not out here going, you know, we got to reinvent ourselves or we're going to, enter a new stage of sound it is in a lot of ways it is kind of a very safe um safe safe album where you're just kind of trying to um have a fun feel and then like a sad feel like uh you know yeah like uh oh you know uh the part where he's talking about the guitar saves life you know this guitar it was like some of the cringiest lyrics i think i've i've heard in a while on some of these songs it's painful um um, and just you know uh and to be honest with you like if my standout tracks here obviously the first song take what you want um would come into view open your eyes believe it or not it's not i'm not super proud of it but open your eyes is kind of growing on me um just because i just the, the melody of it and the kind of feel to it wouldn't say it's the greatest song, but my personal um, kind of interest uh, in, a, in a certain kind of feel to a song like gravitates towards that kind of sounding song. Not that I'm a huge Def Leppard. I don't have, have a huge history in all of their songs and uh, know their entire discography. Like I know their greatest hits and and all of that. But um, like when I was listening to the song, it was a nice, like refreshing kind of um, feel. But overall, um was wasn't much to, to latch on that kept my myself uh feeling like they were um, really trying to uh to drive anything home or take any risks on the album at all yeah
2: so. yeah I mean, I, I'd agree with that pretty much uh the only thing I disagree with uh, open your eyes I was not a huge fan of personally that one scored like a five out of ten for me just kind of this album sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Almost every song on here sounds the same. And I don't mean that as like the fast songs sound the same as the slow songs. Like you said, there are two different types of songs on here. You have your like fun, like, yeah, we're going to try to do the Def Leppard sound songs. And those all sound the same. And then you have your ballads, which I think there's way too many of on here. And those all sound almost indistingu- like, indistinguishable from each other. Um, one of my favorites uh take what you want the first song i it's a great intro to the album and really list uh, misled me <laughs> uh <laughs> immediately after that with "Kick and fired up the album just took a nosedive for me because again you don't go to Def Leppard when you want good lyrics their uh, their lyrics have always been corny and you know whatever i mean pour some sugar on me has some of the corniest lyrics in history but it's potentially one of the best songs ever written in terms of like catchiness and just songwriting it's great but kick it's so corny and cringy like that whole chorus is just like oh it it grates on me uh it gets annoying after the first like pass around the chorus when it's just the same thing then fire it up they did try to go a little experimental with that like the the verses are kind of like a little rap style, which I actually enjoyed. I thought that was actually pretty well done. Mm -hmm. But then we just go right to the chorus, which is just the words fire it up with a couple other words thrown in. (laughs) And the guitar on that one's pretty good. Uh, The only other ones that were really highlights for me, uh, I thought SOS Emergency was pretty good. That has like the the classic Def Leppard feel to it uh, with a slightly more modern approach, I would say. Solid, catchy song. Really, not much else to say on it. Uh, all we need, I thought, was pretty decent as well. Not too much to say on it, other than that. It's kind of like the corny ballad, but it's it had like the throwback sound to like the eighties ballads, which I enjoyed. My favorite yeah, all, on the album, though.
1: All we need scored pretty high
2: for me too, and the and the first song. Yeah. yeah, it's all we need. The thing I like about it is all the other ballads on this album. They all sound the same. All we need. It reminded me that like the '80s ballads, which again,
0: yeah.
2: none of those '80 ball '80s ballads had like great lyrics or anything. They were they were all pretty much the same concept, and it just the sound made it had like a nostalgic sound to it, which I liked. But my favorite song on the album, which I actually didn't really recognize until today, is actually "Give Me a Kiss," <laughs> just for the fact that. It's a fun, old school sounding song just through and through. And it was the most fun song I think I had like while listening to the album. It was the one that really made my ears perk up and be like, oh, wow, this is actually what I want from a Def Leppard album. It's not whatever they were doing throughout the rest of this. And I mean, that's pretty much where it ends for me. The rest of them were all either just filler songs to me or just not good. And I think a lot of this album... One of the biggest sins I think any musician or band can do is have boring songs or a boring album. I would rather hear a bad album, just terribly written, terribly, you know, terribly produced, terribly performed. I'd rather hear that than a boring album. And I think this album really goes more toward that boring side for most of it. And I also think from here to eternity is a horrendous closing track it feels like it should have been half the length as an interlude like in the middle
0: well gentlemen (laughs) 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 Uh, mike you cracked me up (laughs) um no i gotta say like i mean uh taking what just thinking about when i first streamed it and based on what you guys are saying too take what you want a great start i mean for the most part, I mean, it's not a great song, but it's, it's a good start to what you think. Oh, this is what album's gonna go? The kind, of like, like, kind of like what Kyle said. I mean, but you're right. Kick, fire it up. Like after track one, you're like, what? <laughs> like what's going on? And I, I, I know that I, for a long time I thought bon, uh, bands like Bon Jovi or Def Leppard or other bands from in general wouldn't really feature artists and know green day had one feature when that ordinary world song on it, but like the featuring of Alison cross, <laughs> just, it didn't even add anything to those two songs, this guitar and lifeless. I, I just can, I couldn't get behind her. Like, like why I, the first thought was, why are they featuring an artist that I've never heard of on this one song? It's really weird. And like, I, I don't know what it is. If it's some, some like, I guess you could say stand at tracks. Like for some reason you rock me. It's so stupid. The spelling of it is what's throwing me off. I'm not trying to be like an illiterate person either, or like, but the spelling, if you misspell lyrics or titles, it's just annoying to me. Forgive me, Def Leppard, for critiquing your spelling, but you rock me. Like, it's just <laughs> so cringy and weird and bad. Yeah. It reminds me of their promotion on Instagram. I'm looking at it, I'm like, why is Def Leppard? putting weird spelling and miss capital letters and all this other stuff what's going on are they high like i was thinking like what's happening it was you're terrible right.
2: it comes and- off as they're trying like so hard to be like hip and cool like that i
0: know but like yeah it's like
1: when my grandpa's like hey you know if i spell it differently it's gonna sound cool right and you're just like uh no grandpa go back in the other room please and what? stop talking to me about like- this you know
0: I could yeah. see Mike's grandpa being like, "You rock me." Yeah, <laughs> rock without Ooh, the C. With scene. the same spelling, with the same yeah. spelling too. And like, what's weird is, did you notice this
1: little beat on the the like, what, like the thirteenth, the fourteenth track? What was it um like lifeless or unbreakable? Or they put these like weird like pop kind of backtrack yes. beats, and I'm like, yeah,
2: yes. And the it, guitar was distorted to the point that reminded me of I actually had that written down in my notes you're right it has that like late 90s early 2000s like distorted pop beat
1: it's weird it's just like it's like these guys are trying to like it's the collision of like the internet world meets like a band who who doesn't need to impress that world but like all of a sudden it's like hey it won't won't hurt like kind of getting in on like some of the more like stuff going on today like uh it like if we can scoop up any new fans with kind of like some attempt at sounding a little more pop um today's pop versus you know yesterday's pop even though their version of today's pop is yesterday's pop but um you know let's do it you know and it's like it feels very kind of um you know like very uh purpose like purpose driven like boost in that manner you know
0: i just like and thank you mike for that amazing comment you're the man Mm -hmm. um like uh, we're we're like all all we need like the and all we need open your eyes like and i will say just listening to it again earlier today streaming it the the, like i understand if you want to do a ballad like two steps behind from was it last action hero is great whatever the movie was right but like that's a great ballad what and it has strings on it even when love and hate collide to an extent like but like it just that the strings and the piano like there's a lot of weird instrumentation instrumentation choices as well on this album too. and i'm like what are you thinking you're deaf Leopard. like come mm-hmm. on i mean like either one of you guys did, did the strings in the piano i forget what song it was on the piano but like what did it throw you guys off at all like oh, there's like a piano and a string bat like a lot of ballads i'm like what, what you're deaf leopard
2: mm-hmm. yeah the amount of ballads definitely did throw me off and it really weighed it down for me all pretty much all my least favorite songs on here were the ballads yeah um, even specifically uh angels and lifeless they're both ballads but they both sound like they're ballads like pop ballads from the late 90s early 2000s like mike yep. said their version of today's pop is yesterday's pop like it's it's like they were trying to be cool like 20 years ago (laughs) if they released it 20 years ago i'd be like yep that's that's an 80s glam metal band that's trying to stay relevant now when they release it it's like this sound faded away on its own 20 years ago and here you are bringing it back it it's just weird weird stylistic choices throughout i think
0: it watch, watch the the, the, the what Kyle just said is going to come make a start making a comeback because of this record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I yeah. Say
1: oh yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, it definitely felt uh, disjointed in that manner, and you know, um, kind of lost its. Uh, you know, it, it starts off with all these fun songs all at once, and then it gets that middle area, you know, where it's just very kind of like yeah, like he said, just so many ballads, and then it kind of hits this like in a lot of ways, like I said before, it feels very um, like they really put this one out real fast. There wasn't a ton of, there a ton of um, tweaking with it or any kind of like, um, you know, just kind of uh, really trying to set a bar high. It was just kind of like, we're going to do this album. It's just, just going to be fun for us to, easy to perform. Like you said, the strings and stuff felt off, like um, really felt like they didn't put um you know they didn't really put it where it needed to be it was just included for the sake of it it wasn't like man this really compliments this track it's just like yeah let's put this because we've done it in the past and um you know like it we're gonna try to just be really atmospheric um to the to a level that i think atmospheric almost does it a disservice because um atmospheric you know you lose the driving momentum of the album and the riffs and the memory, you know, very memorable is kind of lost here. It just comes down to just like filler, lots of filler, a couple songs that were very targeted to their sound. And then um, a lot of just own it in, you know, uh, we, we're Def Leppard. We don't really, you know, need to go over the bar and, you know, like uh it is what it is, I guess, for them, you know, it, the money's, like you said, the fan base is still salivating as we speak.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, we're talking about the ballads. You know what makes ballads work? (laughs) It's when it's a single song on an album that's like that. I mean, take like Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home or Mm. Poisons, like Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Two of the biggest like rock ballads out there. Skid Rose, I Remember You. Yeah, Probably like the big three rock ballads from back in the day. Those Mm. all worked in context of the album they were on because it was here's the big ballad of the album. It wasn't, well, we're just going to put like seven ballads on one record and hope that one of them sticks and makes it. But really, I don't know who this album was for. Like when I listened to it, that was my first thought, like after I heard it, like in full was, who is this for? Because none of the songs are going to go anywhere in the mainstream, which is fine. They don't need to. They're still going to sell out stadium and arena shows just based on the Def Leppard name alone but I don't picture any of these songs even being big like in the fan base either like I don't picture any of these songs having staying power in the fan base yeah you look at like the comments on Facebook or even the critical reviews Mm -hmm. YouTube comments whatever people are seeming to be loving this album I don't personally get it if people like it that's great But i'm just trying to figure out who this is for because i don't think any of these songs are gonna have any kind of staying power and who was the main writer what was it It was mostly mostly joe elliott joe
1: elliott so maybe it's for it was for joe elliott let's be honest you know he was the one who was writing it for me it was just like Mm -hmm. i really want to hear an album that sounds like this i'm gonna write it for me and whoever comes along
2: yeah which you know great, great for them they don't need to you're right this album very much feels just like a legacy band that puts something out just to just to put something out, you know, it's and you know, good on them. It's good for them. They can still do whatever and people are still gonna see them. They could release the world's worst album. But they're
1: so I'll, big that it doesn't matter. Unpopular opinion, uh the From Here to Eternity. I kind of did appreciate the dark sounding of um mm. art of that. But I mean, I wasn't saying it's a great song and all, I just actually was like, Oh, this is different. Like, hmm, like it it very out of place, and it's almost <laughs> like Taking it completely, removing it from the album and just playing it, taking Def Leppard's name off it and just playing it as a piece, which I feel like a, a lot of people have a trouble doing. A lot of people have yes. trouble separating the name of the band, the era it's put out in. It Just take it as a piece of art sound that you're listening to and, and, and just isolate it. Um, it does kind of like, it brings something I don't think belongs in the album and it's strange um sounding compared to the rest of the album which i appreciated um and i also noticed that this um was it rick savage wrote that one in the first one so i kind of felt like that uh that uh influence on those two songs it was kind of interesting that i that both appealed to me i'm like i kind of wish that person had i'm not too familiar with the band so if i say that person or him or who i i'm not too familiar with if that's a member of the band or if that's like a producer producer yeah yeah and what, it would totally make sense producers come in sometimes when a producer puts their hand in on something they almost um deliver a different feel which i appreciate versus the stuff that comes straight from the lead singer's mind or like you know uh, allison Krauss's uh bluegrass country apparently according to that which there we go man they're it's just trying to they're,
2: they're reaching the aisles <laughs> you know, i'm not too surprised with that though they we are talking about the same band that i oh god, 10 plus years ago now did the uh like the the crossroads special with taylor swift where they played together she that's right she played their songs with them and she, they hmm. played her songs with her. So i mean it i guess it's been there for a while i just didn't expect it to cross over into their music in this way i guess
0: yeah Mm-hmm. i remember that, that that special was was very some really something so
2: it was pretty good it was a
0: pretty good special not gonna lie yeah <laughs> I agree. um i just want to touch on something really that's really quick so for those of you who are listening you won't be able to see this but if you go on the wikipedia page for diamond star halos there's either one writer or two writers per song which is hey i'm all for like I mean, you could have fifty writers. You could have one writer. If the song is good, the song is good. But I think this kind of shows that they like their creative efforts were a little bit dry. I mean, Joe Elliott and Phil Collin wrote like half the album, really. You know, and like yeah, which I'm not. I'm not against. I mean, I'm all for like you know true art and like writing good songs that are like not you know overproduced, overwritten. Thirty writers, thirty producers. That's normally that doesn't turn out well. Maroon Five's Um mm-hmm. or Red Pill Blues. Um, at all, those were terrible, but like this. Just I'm surprised it took Joe Elliott to write, or sorry, Phil Collins to write a song called Again, You, the letter U, Rock, R-O-K, Me, Am I. Like, I don't know what your process of thinking was to create a title, let alone a song that I don't know. It's, it's a lot of weird, just strange, bad choices. Uh, but i want to read them the, the length of it it's also a long album so it's 61 it's an hour long that's what Definitely. drives me crazy with it too. Could have e-
2: easily could have shaved like 20 minutes off of this yes. And yes it would have been a much better album for it
0: i yeah, agree it, Painful. Off like something you know
1: yeah what's kind of interesting is some of the lyrics almost felt like written by ai i don't know if you've ever yes. seen these things where someone writes a, <laughs> but it's like there's a hole where my heart is or dance like no one's watching or what do they say in this song or you know some of the lines yeah. come straight off of like you know a, a white girl's like instagram page yes. like and i just i have to I look
2: know. up one of the, the i have to look up the lyrics for this guitar because there was one line in that song that when it was said i actually started laughing <laughs> I, I was listening to it at work and i actually started laughing so i gotta see if i could find it oh god i can't because it was I thought it was the most odd thing. Ah, here it is. Caress me with your honesty endlessly. Wow. I heard wow. that. I was just like, what? That's <laughs> terrible. It's just so odd. I mean, this that song, the lyrics of that song just kind of are weird to me in general. Mm. And that, yeah, was the, right, that was right.
0: on this guitar, right?
2: Yeah, that was on this guitar. Okay. But Mike's definitely right. This album does feel like those memes where it's like, I fed AI like a hundred hours of Def Leppard songs, and this was the result. Yeah, that's what's Which I, to, you are listening. I now
1: challenge you: do this and make it happen, and post whatever you come up with, and we'll compare their new <laughs> album with whatever you just uh, fed AI, and we'll bring it in. All right, well, that's your challenge. on out there on the,
0: the internet, do it. Don't do miss it out. All right how about you you can reach us on twitter and instagram at the superview yeah. show contact us there
2: we'll, <laughs> send uh, us your we'll right def leopard style songs with those lyrics and see if we can do better
0: yes we're going to write and, and on top of that we're going to change the Def leopard lettering and logo and font and all this other stuff too no i'm just kidding
2: and
1: in the in the uh, great words of Anthony Fantano, I feel a uh, strong four to a light five on this. That's my official rating. So I wanted to, I, I am a very numbers guy. I like to put out a, a rating to kind of go with it. So that's where I'm sitting on it. So, you know.
2: My, my numbers actually came out pretty similar. Um, came out to about a 5.4 out of 10. Yeah
0: yeah i mean my my numbers are not very similar to yours. i'm gonna go with a solid five i think i said 4.5 or five out of ten Like so on wow. my video i did i was like yeah. it's a, it's very weird choices strange titling and the promotion for it was cringy <clears> as it was and then there's like there's so many weird decisions on this record and i don't know i just i look at and i'm looking at the lane like uh, the fact that you have like something like, from here to attorney which is five minutes and 37 seconds long that's just insanity or like yeah. some of the lengths were questionable. like this this whole album's questionable <laughs> like what's going they're on they're like
1: no one's gonna get to yeah. this song let's go crazy
0: <laughs> no <laughs> one's gonna, gonna get to the bonus track <laughs> bonus track 17 right here lifeless just joe elliott only here we go <laughs> so
2: i think that my problem with the lengths of these songs is they're pretty standard for like this genre they're not like overly long but they feel so long. Like, they don't use the time well. It's just such standard, like, verse, like, intro, like, instrumental, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, maybe a bridge or a guitar solo, and even then, there was none that even stood out, and they would just, we'll repeat the chorus at the end of the song. Yeah. And when you have Uh, a chorus, that's the same exact thing with no variation throughout the song. It just... Even a song, like, um, let's use Open Your Eyes, for example.
1: I hey, you stay away
2: from that? Minutes. No, yeah. i just, just It's <laughs> only over four minutes. But if they cut it down to, like, three, I think it could have worked. Because the problem I have with a lot of these is they got boring. Mm. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that, like, some of my favorite songs in this one are the shorter songs. Because, like, they're not trying to just waste time. Like filling this song with unnecessary repetition and just boring instrumentals. They actually have a purpose. They're like, all right, here's the fun short song. Here you go.
1: Well, to note, I was heavily on drugs while listening to this I'm just kidding. I wasn't. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Uh, don't do it. It's not worth it.
0: We we, we promote clean and sober lives here. At the super. That's World. right.
1: That's Stay right. Sober. Don't oh, be well.
0: Anthony Kiedis and do heroin. We don't want to yes. do that.
1: Yes. Uh, hey, new red actually Sleep peppers album coming out here soon. I'm
0: excited. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but <I'm, laughs> I it's not, not very good. <laughs> who is no? Um, who was it? Was it who was going to ask? Oh yeah, either one of you guys. What? what like, let's start with Mike. You said the fan base is reacting really positive hmm. to this.
1: Yeah. It, generally, yeah, YouTube no. comments. I mean, can you really Thanks gauge a comments. universe on YouTube comments? Not likely. Um, most of those people who post there kind of, you know, like um, you really get a small uh, vision of what like the true fan base is um, saying about it. But I mean, um, you definitely get a feel that there are there are a lot of fans of Def Leopard that are pretty much going to call it a fun album. And I hate that. I hate that definition because fun lets you excuse a lot of um lackluster kind of um song writing and like uh ideas because fun designates this idea that it's just um it's not out here to to really go crazy it's just um it's gonna have fun and you know and that's just a dangerous word to throw around it's a fun album like um fun is fun but uh also Quality is quality. So, you know, you can have fun quality, guys. Relax. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, there is such a thing. That not everything that's fun is, has to be low quality. So um, there, there is the, in lies problem. I'm not, I have to look, do a little more research on what the general fan base is saying. There's the YouTube comments and then just some, I have to look at the critics. Like, I mean, have we, do we have any critic release uh,
2: responses about this? Uh,
1: is there a reception? Yeah, Here's about
2: here. four stars, four out of five seven out of ten worst one on here was like three which is even higher than i would give it
0: me too yeah
2: yeah wow the check was in the mail i you know i agree though mike like you mentioned you can't really use like youtube comments facebook comments is a great um metric for it it is very much like an echo chamber of at this point who's following other than like Fans that are probably going to blindly love everything that they put out. Right. You know, it's Def Leppard. It's a band that was famous decades ago, like at their height. So, the people following their page are, you know, most likely going to be just your diehard fans that are going to just say that they love everything that they put out, right? But, yep. And yeah, in terms of what you said about a fun album, I think you're 100 percent right. Because if I wanted to, I could make an album. Let's say, let's see, take what you want, kick, fire it up sos emergency liquid dust do you rock me give me a kiss boom i just made a shorter stupid fun album they could put mm-hmm. on in the background and it would you know you could consider it a fun album mm-hmm. and half right. the songs i just listed i don't even like but if you <laughs> gave me that as an album i think i'd say that it was much better than what we got here mm-hmm. but like you said you use fun you call something a fun album and all of a sudden it's yeah but is it good <laughs> <laughs> Was the songwriting good, or did they just churn out a bunch of fun, upbeat songs? Like, there's a difference. Right. Yeah. Like, definitely. like kick and fire it up. They're definitely fun, upbeat songs. I wouldn't say they're well-written songs or, you know, even good songs. But they're fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's the dangerous part. You know, that's the dangerous part. That happens,
2: and this is coming from someone that loves fun music like there's a lot of things that i listen to that i'm like yeah it's like objectively bad but it's fun
1: right yeah yeah and uh yeah like you said there's just a lot of environment like you know atmospheric stuff going on in the second half of the album that uh goes from fun to just painfully droll and kind of um cliche and just like I said before, not really doing anything to to win over any new fans or um or set a tone for where they're going. It just it's just like, hey, we need these in an album because they're just generally what happens in uh, an album, you gotta have this kind of type of song, the that type of song. It's definitely a phone it in. Sure.
2: Yeah yeah, and I find it interesting. When i just look at like you know think about their legacy in general i compare it to i look at the tour that they're on now like the stadium tour with um motley Crue, poison and uh, joan jet it just gets me thinking like poison and motley Crue both have not released albums since the 2000s motley Crue, you know they've done a couple one-off singles here and there like a, for the soundtrack of their movie i don't know about joan Jett; i don't really follow her all that much Maybe there's just a reason. You know, you're a legacy band now. Same thing with Kiss and their last album, Monster. Mm. And Kiss just straight up came out and said it. And they were right. It's another thing where, unpopular opinion, I tend to agree with Gene Simmons' comment that rock is dead in terms of mainstream and all that. Mm. But they essentially said no one wants to hear a new Kiss album. You go to the shows, you want to hear. The big songs no one wants to hear a kiss album in 2022 i would say def leppard could probably take a hint from that you know <laughs> if they want to put it out you know you know more power to them i don't think they need to and i saw the set list for this tour they're playing like four songs from this album i don't know about you but going to that i think i'd be pretty let down i think that there's four other songs from the past that they could be playing instead of things from here i would say maybe play one maybe two songs from it but you know it, it seems like they want to it seems like they're not putting it out for just so like it seems like they're putting out with the intention of it being like a popular album to play and i just don't think that that's what people really want from them anymore
1: Come on guys let's get this number one on spotify i can see them telling the crowd that you know like the whole idea of buying an album has gone extinct of course and it's just like (laughs) let's get this number one on spotify everybody here's this song like forget the rest of the album we have these fun songs that you're gonna like that are all gonna be on spotify you know yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's definitely weird but it's interesting is there a band who's an old time band when I say old time, I use that word very loosely. Obviously, like, you know, uh, band from the 80s, band from the 70s, who's re- released a current album where they've redefined their sound and have, uh, you Actually know. Actually
2: successful with it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a discussion to, like, for like another a, time. But I mean, it, I, I will say I, I'm a fan, but I, I think Ted Nugent still <laughs> releases pretty solid stuff. Mm. Uh, his last album, you know, wasn't the best, but it had a couple of songs in there that I was like, yeah, that's a Ted Nugent song. All right. But I, mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, Motley Crue's last album was great, but that was in 2008. So you can't really consider that modern anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um
1: Definitely.
0: Just want to let you guys know, I have a, a friend of mine. He, um, he was actually at the stadium tour show. He was at the stadium tour show in uh he saw the city field show and he actually he sent me his review of uh all four performances on the stage but i wanted i want to i just want to show what he said about def leopard live. Hmm. um he said because def leopard closed the night i heard motley and def leopard are switching every night which yeah is they alternate every night yeah <clears throat> uh he said def leopard was everything actually ex- it was his first time seeing him too they facing any of them live he said def leopard was everything i expected and more they seriously pack just as much as they punch now, as I'm sure as they, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did then in terms of their live sound, they were loud, tight, energetic, Rick Allen was absolutely killing it on drums in parentheses, which is seriously mind blowing considering how long he's been doing this and the fact that he only has one arm, right? Uh, I really love the tone of his drums and all the reverb on the records. And Joe, Ellie, despite being a lot older now sounded good, I thought. Sure. He has, she has, he has to modify his singing techniques nowadays. To be able to hit some of those notes, those crazy high notes, like songs in photograph, in parentheses, which was probably one of my favorites of the entire night, or Rock of Ages. As and as a frontman, he was reserved compared to someone like Brent Michaels. But I do feel that he was focusing more on giving his top-notch vocals, which he certainly did. That's from a friend of mine who is saw the stadium tour and saw Def Leppard live recently. So I guess and he did, they did play four songs off the record. He said they went over well live, but I mean. As we just said here, we're not too big on the new record, of course, as we can clearly say. <laughs> but I want to share his thoughts.
2: See, I could see some of these ones going over well live, though. Like, That's true. Like Kick, I could see people having fun to that live. Like maybe it is a song that works better. I mean, you know, JT, I mean, you discussed it when talking about Kiss is a live album. Yes. There are certain songs that just are, go over better in certain situations. Like when I look at Kiss's early discography, <laughs> I'll definitely go and listen to the live versions more. They just translate better that way. But I don't know. I've seen Def Leppard live a handful of times. Yeah. Probably like three or four at this point. They've been great every time I've seen them. I just think at this point when I go to see Def Leppard, I want to hear the hits. I want to hear all the hits and maybe a couple of the minor hits. I don't need to hear any new stuff from them. Yeah. Uh, This pretty much solidified it for me
0: clearly you're waiting for from here to attorney to close out the night instead of rock of Ages and uh i'm just <laughs> kidding sorry about that I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're waiting for that one song to be like oh we're gonna end it on that note <laughs> no of course not but uh <laughs> any other like an, any other concluding thoughts initial any other last minute thoughts for diamond star halos anyone
2: yeah uh, i guess the last thing i would say just ended on my you know my finalized rating of like I said, probably about a five, five, somewhere between five to five point five, I would say. And that's just because yeah. the songs that I liked I thought were actually pretty solid. Like I thought Gimme a Kiss was actually a great song. And that that raised the rating up a little bit. Overall, middle of the road album, out of five. Yeah, Mike.
1: Uh, you know, I'm just—I'm actually gonna play the album backwards because, like, uh, the it's big—it's hitting big with the Masons with the whole Illuminati thing. Maybe I'll get a new message out of it. I'll—I'll I'll do another review of the album played backwards. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna work on that one. But so far, you know, didn't deliver anything. I caught me off guard. It also didn't deliver what I expected. It kind of—it—it it felt at times like a a contemporary Christian album, weirdly enough, if that sounds like, uh, like I felt like some of the songs could have been like released by a, like a Christian rock band. I don't know why, but I just got that vibe from some of the, the songs, um, talking about like the, some of the, the lyrical themes, but then, then the next song will completely, uh, like go against what they were just kind of talking about. Like it'll be like angels can't save you or something like, I don't know. I felt very confused. Definitely too many people trying to make an album no one had
2: like the the same kind of a
1: idea so but uh, yeah
2: what your takeaway takeaway is is that we need to replace joe elliott with scott staff and we have the the perfect (laughs) yes 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 let's make this
1: happen scott staff answer your phone damn you uh yeah oh
0: my god um (laughs) my concluding thoughts i would say that i it's just it's a definitely a five out of 10 for me for 4.5 out of 10 for me truthfully um it was not what would, would i would i say it's their best no of course not but i mean there are some redeeming redeemable qualities like we said we talked about certain certain couple songs here and there but overall it's just a very middle of the road record that's kind of set and it's truthfully it's just not it's a lot of questionable choices and i'm surprised the fan base is so hmm. i mean i'm sure some like hardcore friends like this is great well i mean but if you really break it down like is it that will it hold up in five years, ten years? Mm-hmm. Will it? Will they go back to it consistently live? Who knows? But uh, overall, it's a solid four point five or uh, a five out of ten for me. That's fine with mm-hmm. uh, me. Very middle of the road, as Kyle said and I said as well. But yeah. So, um, is that it, guys?
1: All oh, we got. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, on that note, I want to thank everyone for whoever tuned in to watch us, listen to us. Thank you so much for, as always, for tuning in. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We do this every Monday or in this case, Tuesday, I was super busy yesterday, forget me. But we did this Tuesday night and the podcast is uploaded to Spotify every, uh, the following day after we broadcast live on YouTube. So check us out there on on Spotify as well. I wanna thank Kyle as always for tuning in for these discussions. Thank you so much, Kyle. Of course. And Mike coming back with, we, 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 you should just be a regular on the show Dude, to this. Point. Hey Come
1: on. man, I'm, I'm glad to have, Bye. I'm glad you have me, man, for sure.
0: You're like the musical like genius outside of the uh, two of us. Like you're like the the third component that's missing. It's like the missing piece, you know.
1: I'm just but <laughs> I'm just about a brick in the wall of of the musical uh, uh, review. That's all. I'm a humble, Almost servant. Perfect. Humble, sir.
0: Perfect. <laughs> but uh, thank you, so, thank you, you for so much for watching, and listening. We'll, we'll see you guys for ne- next week for another episode of Career Perspective. So stay safe, man. Take care.